Hey friend, we've got a lot to cover and a limited amount of time to do so. I feel like that's our life at Bible Tracks Incorporated. I have with me in studio brother Austin Marriott. He's my brother-in-law. He's the operations manager. You heard yesterday about many of the hats he wears at BTI. I think we probably missed at least a few, but I'm so thankful for him. I'm thankful for what he means to the ministry of BTI. I'm thankful for what he means to our family. And I'm thankful for the fact that you get to hear his story, hear how God has blessed. I'll be honest with you, it'll probably, at some point, the remainder of this week and maybe next, it'll probably get a little emotional, it'll probably get a little tender, but I'm going to ask you, would you come even now and prepare your heart with a soft heart, with open ears, and would you let God speak to you through this? I want to be very careful, and Austin would as well, and we'll introduce him in just a moment, that this story is not glory to him. It's not to his adopted parents. There's no one else. It's not his his godly grandfather. This story is about God. It's a God story, as it was described yesterday. This is his adoption story. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to tune in. I'm going to close the introduction here as quickly as possible because I want to leave as much time over these remaining days for you to listen in and hear how God has blessed and understand that this is, as Brother Austin mentioned yesterday, the grace that you hear, the goodness that you hear. This is just a reflection of how much God has blessed you as well. You might just be unaware of it. And so maybe, just maybe, what you hear will help you understand the goodness and the grace of God. So, Brother Austin Marriott is in studio. Give folks a howdy, but let's just jump right into the beginning of your story. All right. Well, hello, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate that you would take the time. Uh, if you're a faithful listener to Bible Track Echoes here in the last couple of days, that you came back today. I appreciate that, uh, that you want to hear this story, and, and I'm honored that you would listen in to what God has done in my life. I want to kind of tell the story from a few different perspectives, and as they progress, you'll see God's hand, like I said yesterday, woven in uh, in all different areas and aspects. It starts back in 1986, and the month was July. Uh, I was born uh, in Arkansas, and uh, my parents, Stacy and Carol Marriott, who adopted me, they uh, they had tried for many years to have children. They were not able to have children. And two years before they adopted me, they had adopted my sister. And word came to them that uh, there was a young lady in Arkansas uh, that was going to be putting uh, the, her child up for adoption. And so they reached out, worked all the details out. And uh, when I was born, they were at the hospital, uh, picked me up when I was about 18 hours old. Got on an airplane, and we flew back home. Home then at the time was Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and grew up there for a couple years until I was about three years old. And uh, my mom and my dad had a uh, just a, a great upbringing uh, in a independent Baptist church there in Baton Rouge. Uh, my dad was heavily involved with the church and the bus ministry and many different things there been faithfully attending for many years through their teenage years and in adult life as they were married. And then when I was about almost turning three, I think it was in May of 1989, we moved uh, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana to Prospect Heights, Illinois. And uh, that is when my uh, life as an Illinoisan began. We 
attended a church there in Prospect Heights. Uh, my dad, uh, shortly after we moved, was asked to come on staff, and uh, he has served there now for over 30 years and does all many different things at the church. And that's where I get my multiple hat wearing uh, abilities is from my dad. He has served God uh, for his, with his life ever since he was a teenager. Uh, yesterday we talked about uh, coming up on 20 years of ministry service for myself. And again, that stems from my upbringing, my childhood, watching my dad. He cares for the buildings of the church. He cares for the buses, the bus routes, things like that. Just does many different things there at the church. And we grew up on the church property. Uh, lived in Prospect Heights for about 10 years was immensely involved literally on church property seven days a week. Uh, just uh, that's that was my life and watching and learning and and uh, growing, going to the Christian school there at the church. About the age of 10, uh, the church was growing larger than the property could handle. And they wanted to build a new building on the property and the city fathers of the town just did not want that to happen. They just continually blocked and blocked and blocked. And uh, so the church found property out in Elgin, Illinois, out in farmland, uh, surrounded by horse farms and cornfields. We bought the land, built a new building, and transitioned 31 miles, door, uh, driveway to driveway, to Elgin, Illinois. Grew up the rest of my life there. When I was the age of 16, I became on staff at the church and served alongside my dad in many different areas of that. By then, the church had a, a college, and I graduated from the high school, I went to college. When I was in high school, let me back up just a little bit, in 1996, in August, uh, we had a school revival every, every start of the school year. The first week, we would have chapel services every single week. Sometimes special speakers would come and kind of a back-to-school revival, if you will. And in August of 1996, uh, we had had Monday services, Tuesday services, Wednesday services, Thursday services, Friday. And on Thursday night, I had been battling and, and doubting my salvation. I remember basically remember a story that my dad had told me as a young child that I had trusted Christ, but I was doubting. I, I, I couldn't remember it. I just remember him telling me about it. And so at 10 years old, excuse me, it was 98, and it was 12 years old. I went to my mom at the time and uh, went to her in the living room and told her, Mom, I I'm not sure that I'm saved. I don't know for sure. And she gingerly showed me through the Bible and talked to me about verses that I had memorized since a child. And we went through, and I trusted Christ. You know, growing up in my childhood, I cannot remember a time when my parents sat my sister and I down and revealed to us that we were adopted. Uh, it was like we always knew. It was not a hidden thing. Uh, it was not some secret. We knew that we were adopted. And honestly, for me, I always thought it was the most amazing thing. I thought it was the most incredible part of my life to know that I was adopted. Uh, I tell people often that if, if there was ever a young person when I was a child or a teenager that would ridicule or make fun that the fact that I was adopted, they're not really your parents or anything like that. This is what I would always tell them. I would say, you know, your mom and dad, or my mom and dad, excuse me, my mom and dad chose me. They chose me to be a part of their family. I said, your mom and dad, 
<laughs> they didn't have a choice. They were stuck with you. To me, that is just an incredible thought uh, that my mom and dad wanted me to be a part of their family. And they chose me out of possibly thousands of children that needed to be adopted. They chose, they picked me. And, and, and you know, I, I believe with all my heart that God led them in that. Um, but it, to me, that was just a fascinating thought. Just something that always warms my heart to know that my mom and dad chose me to be a part of their family. And so uh, we never, it wasn't a secret that we were adopted. It wasn't something that, you know, that was unknown. And really, I, I challenge you, listener, if, if you're a parent of an adopted child and you haven't told them, I'd encourage you, figure out how to as quickly as possible to tell them and let them know. Let them know their history. Let them know. Don't don't keep it a secret. Don't hide it. It really, I, I believe with my all my heart that it is something that a child can comprehend and something that if you approach it correctly and, and timely can be an amazing benefit for you. I feel, and this is just my opinion, but I feel that hiding it or not revealing it can only lead to worse things because it's it's going to come to light eventually. And if you did not share that with them at, at a young age, uh, that could that that could be detrimental. And and those of you uh, maybe recently or at a older age you found out you were adopted, why don't you think about the perspective uh, that I just shared? You know, so I've I've heard some stories of individuals who have come up to me after I've shared my story and told me they were adopted and they didn't have a good experience. They they had a just some crazy things that have taken place and, and I can't explain it all. I would never claim that I could. But I want you to just think about that God had a plan has a plan, it has a purpose. There's a reason why you are going through what you're going through, why you went through what you went through. And God has a reason, He has a plan. And I'd encourage you just to trust Him in that plan and follow Him. But so I got saved when I was in, uh, in 1998, 12 years old, in a Christian school chapel revival services uh, that Thursday night. And so as we progressed through, we graduated. I graduated from high school, went to the Christian college there at our church, and uh, went through th- through their four years. Worked uh, through. At that time, they transitioned me from the church to the college and worked at the college for a while, and uh, then graduated out from there. In 2008, several years before that, my uh, mother, Carol Marriott, had been battling cancer. There was ups and downs. Uh, It was back and forth. And we got to a point in 2007, I think it was the summer of 2007, that things were going really well uh, to the point where the doctor said, cancer-free. And we were excited. We thought that we had defeated this. We thought that obviously there's potential of uh, her coming back with it. Uh, that summer was amazing. We were excited about it. I had been dating my wife now, Rachel, at the time, and we were talking about potentially uh, marriage in the near future. And then uh, in the September October time frame, things got a little a, a little bit rougher for my mom. She started having severe migraines. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know why. She was just trying to deal with it. Well, she went back to her doctor, and they did some testing, and the word came back that her her brain was full of cancer. 
So they began to do some very aggressive um, uh, radiation and things, and it, it just was downhill very, very quickly. And in January of 2008, my mom passed away to cancer. It was a very hard time. By then, my sister and I both had uh, gotten engaged, and we were planning to be married in June of 08. And so we uh, saw her pass away in January. And shortly thereafter, uh, after she had passed away, my dad brought to me some contact information for uh, my biological mother. And we are running out of time, so we're going to have to get into the story more tomorrow. You've got to join us. We are just scratching the surface. Don't miss it right here on the Bible Track Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.